So I was talking to a friend of mine recently at the Investor Summit we were just at, and he was talking about how he enjoyed the market updates that we do. Um, a long time ago, we actually used to do monthly, very long form ones live, which we are gonna continue doing, but we are doing these weekly updates for you because I always talk about how real estate's hyper-local and getting information today definitely makes a huge difference, especially if you're competing against people that are getting data that is 60, 90, or 120 days old, which is the typical news cycle as we've covered in many previous episodes. Now you can watch it on whatever platform you want. We always post it on YouTube. We'll be posting it on our actual podcast. So you can go to Apple and you know you can research Prime Real Estate Brokerage and you'll get us on pretty much every platform. If you're on Instagram or IGTV, we'll always be under that 10 minute mark. So A, we're not wasting a whole lot of your time and we're getting to the goods. But then B, we can do it on a regular basis and make it a little bit more consumable for you. Um, then you can watch the long forms or actually partake in the live ones on Facebook or YouTube. Let's get into the actual numbers. Um, so new listings on the market, 266, solds 259, and then conditional sales, 113. So if I look at the solds and the conditional sales, that's about 180, or sorry, 381 actual solds versus 266 new listings. So more solds then more listings means shrinking inventory, which makes a huge difference on whether it's a seller's market or not. You know, if we've been watching this series for the last three months, you've noticed it's kind of gone like this, right? There's been times where there's a whole lot of inventory. Typically the news cycle spits out, it's the craziest time to sell a property ever, and everybody lists their properties, but then there's too much inventory. And then the buyers sit there and say, wow, I can buy seven houses in this area. That one didn't get any offers. They start negotiating more. Sellers start freaking out saying, did we pick the wrong time to sell? Again, this is where this information may help you. Um, so we are in Q4. You know, there's probably a good 30, 45 days left to get that house under contract before people really get into the Christmas season. We see things really ramp down around December 14th, pick back up mid-January. Good opportunity for agents out there if you want to get good deals done for your clients during that time frame. There's not as many people out there looking, so you're not competing as much. But that said, if you're a listing agent, as we said in our stories today, you want to be hustling for your sellers. I am obsessed with my clients right now. They're hearing from me almost on a bi-daily basis. This is what we're doing. This is the activity that we have. This is what we should be doing and making adjustments based on their needs. If they're not in a rush and I really think waiting is gonna make a difference at getting that top price point, then I'll tell them that. If I think that they really do need to move the price, then I'll tell them that as well too. You know, having an open relationship with your clients and being uber transparent is the best place that you can be in as a professional realtor. Now that was on the res side of things. Well, sorry, those stats were cross property. I will say, if you're talking investment property, probably one of the most limited amount of inventories I've ever seen on the system. So if anybody out there watching this owns any apartment buildings, any multifamily, any properties that think would be good to have a granny suite or make a good investment, send me a message today. I have a massive database of investors that will pay for good quality properties and we do a large part of that in our brokerage. So we do have the investment division. Um, that said, if you're a residential seller, give me a call as well because we have a large residential contingency in our brokerage and we also have a commercial team. But on the investment side of things, something we are noticing is it's very, very competitive. So you have any large buildings or anything of that ilk, probably one of the best times I've ever seen to capitalize on selling one of your properties. Um, I am noticing you have to strategize. There's one property specifically I think a lot of people have seen that sold way over what everybody said it was worth. Now that has set the comp in the area. So if you're a smart agent, you're calling the people in that area and saying, hey, this just sold. Do you want to sell? Because now is probably a good time. Um, but that said, people that are overpricing 
are doing reductions and going back to people that had offered on their properties. So that's another trend we see both on the res and the investment side is people are making offers on property that are good offers and what the property's worth. Sellers are getting a little cocky, maybe signing it back and being very dismissive of the offers. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, they don't have an offer. And they're trying to go back to these people, but these people have moved on or their prices actually drop. There's a lesson for you. One of the biggest mistakes people can make is they get an offer on their property. It's not quite what they want. Maybe they got set false expectations by their realtor or whatever. And then they think, well, if they want to offer me 500 now, they'll still be there in two weeks. They'll still want my house. But what happens is two weeks goes by, the house sits on the market and they go back to that person saying, we'll do the deal at 500. Very rarely does the deal still get down at 500. A lot of times though people say, well, your house didn't sell. My offer is now 475. And then that blows up and turns into something else. So be very, very conscious of that when you're rejecting offers, especially if your price points aren't quite accurate. We are noticing um, a surge in the luxury market in London. There's a lot of higher end properties that seem to be priced correctly that are trading. There's a lot of people coming from the GTA market. We were recently in Niagara Falls for a three-day investment summit with over, I think it was 180 people that were there. Um, we're gonna be at another one in January where there's, I heard, 800 people registered already and a large percentage of them, I think 70% are in the Ontario market. A lot of my time last week was dealt with, you know, showcasing our properties to the agents and the people looking from those markets. They can't believe what you can get for your money in our territory. And you know, even if you don't wanna be in say London proper, you wanna be on the outskirt towns, you wanna to be a little bit further towards the Great Lakes, I think the value we have here is one of the very best in southwestern Ontario and I think the lifestyle that we have is one of the best in southwestern Ontario and I think that now we're on the national stage, you're going to see more and more of that outside investment and that's what kind of surged in 2017 when all this outside money started coming in, people that were local started having to compete with them and it really changed things um, on a macro perspective. So going into the Christmas months or the, the winter months. We tend to look at that and look for cursors as to what's gonna happen in Q1, because I know last year around this time, the consensus around the market was everybody said, oh, you know what, things are really slowing down, appetite's not quite there, expect a slow January, maybe a soft landing. It actually was the complete opposite. January, February, March were three of the craziest months I had ever seen in our market. So be well aware of that. Um, so that covers the res side, that covers the investing side. On the commercial side of things, a lot of inventory out there. Um, if you're a tenant looking for space, you would be remiss to not work with a professional and sit down and look at all of your options, see what deals are getting done at what prices. I have seen some crazy deals getting signed at some astronomically low prices, which is great for tenants because then their business or their lease is worth something to somebody else coming in. Maybe if they're gonna get acquired or something along those lines, it's actually a feather in their cap versus sometimes we see people in business that are so focused or know their business so well that don't care and they just wanna sign a lease somewhere and they go to a building, they sign a five-year net deal and then all of a sudden they grow and they need to double the size of their space but they're sitting on a terrible lease that nobody wants to take from them because it wasn't structured properly. So if you ever need any consultation on say the residential, the investing or the commercial side of things, fire us a DM. You know, we are here to just give information out for free. If you want to work with us, great. If not, that's fine. We are happy to help put you in the hands of similar professionals that might be able to help you. Truthfully, I think if we're transparent with you, all the information that we get to see on the back end, we give it all to you. We're a better community for it. It makes everybody sharpen their swords and everybody better at what they do. And I think benefits the community as a whole. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this market update. Let me know if there's anything I didn't cover. Um, I can dig into things a little bit more. 
you know, detailed. If you guys send me DMs, I always try to add a couple things to the list. Um, this episode is exactly that, where somebody asked me, hey, can you cover all three aspects of the markets in one market update? And we did it, and I still got a minute and 40 seconds left, so maybe next time I'll take that extra minute and 40 seconds and answer your questions. Thanks again for watching.